0: Mike. this is uh, Justin. Dude, thanks so much for the phone call, man. Yeah, no problem, dude. I gotta say, my, my, my mind has been blown, dude. <laughs> Congrats. You blew my mind. Oh, thanks, man. I've never put on an <laughs> al- album expecting one thing and then got something completely different and fell in love with it even more, I think because of all of that. Thank you so much for this killer new album, Phantom Amore.
1: Well, thank you so much, man. It means the world. Uh, you know, just trying to do something a little different and I think uh, I think it worked out
0: yeah it did I was curious for you the second time around second studio album what was kind of easier for for you this time around and and what did that free you up to do with that extra time like because you had already been through the process once
1: you kind of said it right there like we've been through the process a couple times now and we've been doing it with the same producer you know we did our EP with our dude Taylor and then our full length with him again so when we went in this round, it was just a lot of fun and like we kind of relax and just have a good time with it. We didn't feel as much stress and it didn't feel as hard or like you know as it did for our first full length because you go and recording like your first full length album you're nervous you're like is this going to get done oh man we still have so many songs left and this much time left like you're thinking about all the things that you probably shouldn't be thinking about instead of just focusing on the music. This time around it was just a party like (laughs) we just had a great time we had fun doing it. Everybody like knew we were going to get it done so no one was stressing about that so we could just like concentrate on other things like doing weird stuff and doing things we haven't done before
0: went in with one idea and then kind of switched gears kind of had an epiphany one night in the recording studio and kind of went in this whole different direction
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We wrote like 20 or so demos before going into the studio. And some of them were finished and some of them, you know, were just parts or like, you know, the foundation of a song. And we were laying down some tracks. We were listening to some of the pre-production with our producer, Taylor. And we all kind of came to a consensus at one point where we were like, we always like to write at least one or two songs in the studio. We did that with Nocturnal, too. I think we only wrote one in the studio with Nocturnal. But it's such a different atmosphere, so you can get such a different like vibe of a song. So it was like, all right, we'll save one or two songs for the studio. But then when we got in there and we started writing some songs, it just started flowing so well. And we had that conversation where we were like talking about like, well, what do we want to do with this album? Like, uh, what direction do we want to go in? And we kind of said to ourselves, like, let's just have fun, dude, do, do whatever we want, and that's what we did. It was it's kind of weird, but it was awesome. It was so much fun.
0: It's kind of in a way I was thinking about. It's like the most metal thing you can do is not give yourself any rules or parameters and just do whatever. Exactly.
1: It's hard to do something different nowadays too because I feel like we we've always been a We try to be a band that tries to sound like ourselves as much as possible. I mean, it's nearly impossible to be 100% original, but we try as hard as we can. Writing a bunch of songs that can kind of, like, stand on their own in almost different genres, that was just something that, I don't know, in our minds was different at the time. And I think it came together pretty well. Even though everything is so different, the whole, like album itself kind of flows pretty damn well like a lot better than I thought it was going to because like in the beginning of the writing process you're, we're writing all these different songs and having fun and then we're like how is this gonna flow and then we started connecting songs together and I was like damn this actually flows pretty well so I love it uh, talked about
0: that you know you kind of have to have that sweet and that sour you got to have the heavy and and the soft and that's kind of what balances each other out and and you feel it more when you have that that dichotomy
1: yeah and i think that's something that i don't know in the last 10 or 15 years maybe i i don't want to say lost a little bit but a lot of albums and bands i grew up listening to the records had like had so much dynamic to it and were all over the place and you really like felt you were listening to like this large piece of work and i guess that was it was our best attempt to do something like that
0: well, I always love talking to the, the singer so I can get some kind of lyrical perspective and kind of wanted to ask you about some tunes. And let's go and start off with the uh, title track, Phantom Amore. Well,
1: Phantom Amore, the title itself for the record was a name that has been floating in my head for a while. We had something like, we had this thing that, like two years ago before we put out Not General Mastery. We had like the opportunity to change our band name. So like for about a week, we considered it we had like all these like lists of like I don't know 20 or so names and everybody like got their five names and brought it to the table. One of my five names was Phantom More. I just really liked how the name sounded. There's a few different meanings behind the title but it was always a name that was floating around in my head and then when I wrote the lyrics to that song we finished up that song I was like oh that's the perfect title for this song and then eventually the album. That's how we came up with that. The lyrics to the song is pretty straightforward it's a combination of things that have happened to me throughout my life throughout my love life and I kind of just go through that almost like a timeline and uh, you know, express the ups and downs of that
0: which we can all relate to
1: yeah absolutely it's that typical album track
0: <laughs> I love it and a real like deaf tones kind of moody vibe to it which is great too. exactly let me ask you about the jam and the in the tune that I swear to you. I wake up and it's in my head playing every day I wake up for <laughs> the past couple months. Let it ride. Oh boy,
1: yeah, let it ride. That that was a fun one. When it was the record was all said and done, They we were all so stoked on it. Our producer was stoked on it. We had a couple guys like Spencer from Periphery was there, and he was jamming out to it. And uh, Periphery was playing. They were playing Silver Spring. So we all went out there. We all got pretty lit up. We went back, and a bunch of, like, industry dudes, guys from the band, we were all hanging out, and we were jamming the new record, or at least, what, I think it was halfway through the recording process So what we had done by then, and I think Let It Ride was, was done. And we were all jamming Let It Ride, and we were like, dude, this is the song, this is the song right here. It's one of my favorite songs on the record, just because it's so different from and not even different for the album, but just different for me, and I think different for the band in general, because it's just so rock and rolling like fun (laughs) being in the metal scene you're always writing these depressing dark songs so it was cool to write, write something a little bit like more uplifting and arrogant. How it came together was uh, it kind of had to do, at least the, the title had to do with the recording process. We had kind of an ongoing joke whenever someone was overthinking something because obviously when you go into recording a record the way we did, not everybody's going to be on the same page because there's not really a, a strict plan that we're all going by. There's a lot of like, free thinking and everybody's kind of doing their own thing so there was, you know some arguments and some some compete between everyone and a lot of second guessing whenever someone was like freaking out or like getting upset about something or like getting frustrated like dude just let it ride and everybody (laughs) kept saying that over and over and over and over again and then once we wrote this song it's kind of like the manic side to the shadow like the shadow is like this like dark and dreary like evil side of the subconscious but you can also have this like manic almost arrogant crazy side of it too and that's what let it ride is it's kind of just talks about like you know when i get a little out of control like we all do and you know do some things you regret do some things you don't <laughs> regret and sometimes you let you know like the wild side take over a little bit
0: i love it man and, and that was the next tune i was going to ask you about the shadow of course and killer video for that too
1: yeah i really really stoked on that um that was really 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 fun we got kind of like a similar, uh, well, at least in the works. We're not a hundred percent sure. We have like two ideas. We're passing back and forth for a video for Let It Ride. We're thinking about, well, I don't, I don't want to tell you the one idea, but the other idea we're, we might continue something from the shadow, like a, uh, like kind of like a continue that like cinematic story but yeah. the shadow yeah uh shadow it's actually probably my favorite song on the record it was the last song we recorded we had like most of the album recorded and then we were uh, getting mixes back over the summer and we realized we need like two more heavy songs on the record just to like space it out and like give it a little bit more depth so i went back to the studio sometime in july and uh recorded the shadow and pieta it was so nice because i had this you know two to three month wind after we technically finished the album to just, like, digest everything, not knowing I was going back to the studio. But so when I went back there just for, like, a week to bust out The Shadow and Pieta it was just nice it was like easy it was fun there was no real time constraint and it felt like doing two songs I had all the time in the world to like every get everything locked down so that was a lot of fun and it came out super naturally but the song itself inspired by the philosopher Carl Jung and like how he coined the term The Shadow and it's really just a look into uh, the subconscious of someone the dark things you can do and how you gotta really control that person who can uh, assimilate the societal norms.
0: And I'm I'm loving that we're finally a tour announced. We're going to get to see this music live. Heading out on the road with Mashuga, and we'll get you at the Wilter on uh, January 29th with Code Orange. What a great bill! I know that was that was wild because uh, we had a couple things in the works for the spring and winter. This thing came
1: about, and it kind of just blew us away. And it's kind of nice too because like, you know, of course, it would be awesome to play you know like a, a month long tour Mashuga, but like I'm like excited. It's, Like it's only a week long. Like fly out there, star in Vancouver, and it's going to feel like a vacation. So I'm really, really excited like that. I, feel, I have a feeling it's going to be a really good time.
0: Code Orange, a great band. I feel like I'd love to see you guys go out on a tour together. That'd be a great like double bill doing a full tour.
1: I know. Man, they've been blowing up. It's crazy. I listened to them a few years ago, and then I kind of just like, I don't know. I get, I'm get i getting older now. It's harder for me to keep up with new bands. Right. And then when they came out with their new stuff in the past year, I was like, holy shit. Like they got something really good. Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked.
0: Can't wait to hear all these tunes live and uh, off the new album and everything. And, and my first time seeing you, so definitely definitely stoked on that. Even though it's a Monday night, we'll have to bring it on a Monday night.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm sure with Meshuga and Code Orange being on the build not going to be a problem being a
0: Monday. <laughs> no, hey, let me get your uh, opinion on on a couple of things. As us just rock fans talking music and talking about some other bands and stuff. I'm curious for you, who was. Uh, kind of a bigger influence because they're kind of ruling the world once again and, and selling out stadiums all across the world. And I'm sure both bands have touched you, but curious kind of who was a bigger influence, say Guns N' Roses or Metallica?
1: Easily Metallica. It took me a little while to get into Guns N' Roses as a teenager. When I was a teenager, I was straight up Metallica, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets. One of my best friends growing up who I played in a few bands with, I remember his AIM screen name, yeah, like fourth grade AIM screen name was Metallica Kid 5. It was right when you're, like, 10 years old where you're starting to develop your own, like, style of music and stop listening to, you know, whatever your parents have on the radio. And I think one of the first bands that, like, I, like, discovered on my own was uh, Metallica, and it was from him, so it was definitely Metallica.
0: Was it the black album you kind of came in on and then went back? I honestly don't know. As far as the
1: first Metallica album I purchased, no, the first Metallica album I purchased at Master of Puppets. Okay. But it probably was like Enter Sandman or something at like a New Jersey Devils game or something. I could see that <laughs> being like Because I was a huge hockey fan ever since I was a real little, little kid. And I think Enter Sandman was always the song that the Devils came out to. Yeah. So that easily be the influence as well
0: dude hockey is like the most metal sport i love going to hockey games and the music they play
1: yeah exactly
0: are you still following the devils
1: um i haven't been that much you know what it is i uh, i played hockey my whole life and i even played it uh in college a little bit once i got out of school and like i got a few injuries and stuff and once i stopped playing the sport i kind of been lots of days ago I'm following it you know it's almost like I almost have sometimes I feel like I have like PTSD from (laughs) it like I'll turn on a hockey game and I'll start watching it and I'll just start getting like super upset because like god I just want to play again. But, uh, no, I haven't really been following them that much. I'm a Colts fan, so that's
0: not going well either. Oh, yeah. All right. My fantasy team stinks as well. Hey, pick for me a Metallica jam. I always like to say, like, one deeper cut and, and one more, like, radio hit.
1: All right, I'm gonna go with radio hit. we will go with one. Can I do a guilty pleasure? Absolutely. All right, I'm gonna get so much hate for this because I was just talking about this with a guy, with a guy I was I worked with the other day. I was like, this is probably one of the most hated Metallica songs ever recorded. But when I first heard it, I, I like loved it. <laughs> that Mission Impossible 2 song. Uh, I Disappear. What the, what the hell? I disappeared. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Just like, I think maybe because I was like, again, it probably had something to do with like sports or something. It got me like jacked up. The hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. And I listened to it the other day because I was like, I haven't heard that song in years. So it listen to it and I was like oh god this
0: song sucks but I loved it when I first heard it <laughs> awesome man <And laughs> speaking of uh, Metallica you know like a couple of years ago it was like the big four was all the talk Metallica Megadeth Slayer Anthrax right that's the big four Yep. and um, I've been working on the next generation and I've come up with the flannel five okay so we're talking What's that? Nirvana Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilot, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains.
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: Who would be numero that's uno?
1: Um, number one out of all of them? Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Alice in Chains, I think. That's a hard, That's I don't know, because like, like Nirvana's Nirvana, you know? So it's like that alone right there and, you know, the rest. I mean, Soundgarden, damn, I don't know. I'm going to go with Alice in Chains.
0: All right, since you're going to Alice in Chains, some jams from Alice in Chains. Give me give me their songs. Always
1: digged uh, you know, the radio jams. You know what album, actually, from Alice in Chains, I thought was, um, it kind of brought me back to them. I grew up listening to them a little bit, and then um, I was going over, like, uh, producers like two or three years ago. I heard that, that record, Black Gives Way to Blue, and I that album, and I was like, "Wow, this is like a whole new take on on the entire band." I thought it was incredible, especially for a band that hasn't done a lot in a while. Like to check my brain and um, yeah, what's the other the other song on there? I really, your really, decision.
0: Really
1: yep, oh, look. Oh, looking in view. That was
0: that was it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I love what William Duvall is bringing to that band and the second guitar. I I, I think it's it, it's a powerful, powerful band. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they even, you know, he does all the Lane stuff well, you know, as well. But it's because it's really about Jerry. Like, you see him live and you forget how much Jerry is really singing and, and carrying it all. And uh, his singing and guitar playing is just next level for me. That's why they're my I mean,
1: favorite. He, yeah, I mean, the band, there wouldn't be, you know, an Allison Chains without Jerry Cantrell. You know, as far as the older stuff, I mean, anything off dirt, anything off the self-title, just incredible.
0: Are, are you a New Year's resolution kind of guy, or do you set any goals or anything for 2018, or it's all it's all BS?
1: No, I, I do. You know what, I, I usually set my goals, though. I've noticed, I don't know, I don't think it's a conscious thing. I think it's just whenever the holidays come around, I get super stressed out, so, like, I try to do things to, like, uh, I don't know, get me motivated and put me down, you know, straight and narrow paths. <laughs> but, uh <laughs> Every year, for the past few years, I've wanted to quit smoking. Mm. I haven't smoked in like a couple months now, so I stopped that a while ago, but I guess I'll still continue to be my 2018 resolution.
0: Well, congratulations.
1: Oh, thank you. I mean, I can't accept the congratulations just yet because, like, I've quit like 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> Once I hit, like, a one-year mark, I'll be like, all right, I'm there. Okay. But um, you know what it is? Home, it's easy. Home, it's so easy for me to not smoke. It's when I get on the road. Yeah. And there's a lot of downtime. I have a whole different mindset when I'm on the road. It's, it's, I feel like sometimes I'm not even the same person. And, yeah. Like, In a weird way You
0: know Well no I can believe that Even like going on stage It's you know Even for like me Going on the radio I'm much more Of a different person On the radio Than I am in my personal life Like I imagine Being a singer on stage Versus off stage Kind of your Jekyll and Hyde Well
1: it's just like you almost like you almost I always try to explain it To people Because I have like these Like the week I come back from tour It's like I get like Not sick But I'm like I have like this Adjustment period Yeah Where I have to like kind of get back into the swing of things so when I'm on the road I'm just like a wild card you know (laughs) like you're always going and you're going and you're going and you almost have like this like primal switch in your brain because you know we're we don't really tour luxuriously at all we have a miniature school bus that we converted we sleep in truck stops every night so like you're always kind of on edge. Yeah. Or you're always like you always kinda of have like the lizard brain, like you know, you don't want to die in a car crash and you don't want to get robbed and mugged. Right. So you you're always just kinda of, like this different person and not by choice. So then when you come home and you're back to stability, you're like, Whoa, all right. <laughs> I gotta turn that off and like go back to normal.
0: Let your guard down a little bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time. Best of luck out on the road, and and thank you for this great album. It's completely rocked my world. I listen to it every day. Well, thank you, man. It means the world. We'll catch you out there on the road. Have safe uh, and happy New Year, too. You too, as well, man. Happy holidays. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye.